Welcome to the Hope Elam Podcast. We are a diverse church in the heart of Des Moines, seeking to bring God's kingdom as we live more like Jesus. We hope that what you're about to hear points you to Jesus Christ. Know that we're praying for you and look forward to connecting with you soon. Matthew 6, verse 1, there's two words. It says, watch out. And it goes on to say, if you're going to give to the needy, don't do like the hypocrites. Don't blow a trumpet. Don't, Don't go out into the street corners and say, everybody, look what I'm doing. I'm giving to the needy. Look, look at me. He said, that's what the hypocrites do. He said, but if you're going to give something, he says, look, give it in secret. And your heavenly father who sees everything, he's going to reward you accordingly. Why am I talking about this? What we do matters. If we're going to really be about what we talk about and be a church after God's own heart, it matters why we do something, not just what we do, but why we do it. It goes on. He said, look, it's not just a matter of what you do, but what you say It matters why you say what you say. He said, look, if you're going to pray, don't be like the hypocrites and go in the street corners and go out in the public in the synagogues and try to pray standing on corners. He said, but that's what the hypocrites do, and they already have their reward. All they get is what they got. He said, but instead, when you pray, go into a secret place. This is for somebody. Close the door. Maybe we haven't gone in a secret place alone with the Lord for a long time. Just you and him. Close the door and talk to your God. You don't, we don't have to be so churchy. We don't have to know all of the ins and outs of how to get a prayer through. All you got to do is say, Daddy, I need you. God, I, I, I don't know which way to go. God, if you don't show up, I don't know how I'm going to make it. He said, you don't, you don't need a long prayer. You don't need some kind of of a way to getting in his presence. If you call him, he coming. And he said, when you go, don't babble and try to think that by saying a lot of words that it's going to put you in a better place. God said, look, if you just come to me and ask. He said, because he already knows what you have need of anyway. So if we're going to be a church of the God's own heart, we can't do stuff with the wrong motive. For the mature Christian who's like, well, uh, I'm, I'm growing in my faith and, you know, I want to fast. I want to honor God with my discipline and, and, and grow. And God says, look, if you're going to fast, he said, don't try to um, look like you're miserable and disheveled. And so like, yeah, I'm fasting. No, God says, look, wash your face. Comb your hair. Put yourself up and stand tall. And God who sees your discipline, he's going to reward you. Why am I saying all that? It matters if we're going to be a church after God's own heart. God says to us, look, here's here's where we're going. We're going to talk about some money today, but it's not going to be. Listen, if I say it's tight, you say, but it's right. It's tight. It's tight. So listen, God says, don't store up for yourself. 
all of this treasure here on earth where moths can come and eat it and rust can destroy it and thieves can come in and steal it? He said, why are you going to try to work all day, all that you do to try to build up this storehouse on earth? He said, that has no, it makes no sense. He said, store up some treasure in heaven that moth can't come in and eat up and, and rust can't destroy. Because what we give unto the Lord, what we store up, listen, it has to do with our heart posture. It has to do with why we do what we do. Yes, we should give to the needy. Yes, we should pray. Yes, we should fast. But if we're doing all that things to be seen, God says it doesn't mean anything. But if we are a church that no matter what we do, no matter what we say, no matter where we go, if we're doing it to honor God, then God be praised. Can somebody say amen? amen. All that to get to where we want to go. All right. Today we want to foster a legacy of love. But I'm, here to, I'm tired of the enemy, and I'm saying the fight is on. Ooh, Jesus. Some of you, somebody been fighting all week, fighting all day, fighting all your life. You've been fighting. And God, I'm saying, look, the fight is still on. Because the enemy, he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Don't care nothing about your church. Don't care nothing about your family. But today, we're going to give him a black eye. Amen? The fight is on. Don't be distracted by me. I'm telling you right now, there is a fight. So the fight is over the legacy. Stay with me. The fight is over the legacy. The fight is over the inheritance. It's over the precious blood of the lamb. That the good news that you hear, the enemy wants to come and snatch it immediately. Because he knows that if you allow the word of God to penetrate deep in your heart, that the legacy is that you become a son and a daughter of God. And the inheritance is that you get eternal life and you begin to walk in the newness of life. There's some things that's got to change when you become a part of the family of God. It is about the heritage. Right now, sometimes we think that the thing that we've been handed from our mothers and our fathers... The, the things that have not been so well, the things that has been a generational curse. You have an alcoholic who have an alcoholic son, who have an addict son, who have an addict grandson. There's some things that right now we got to break some of the inheritance, break some of the legacy. Some of the things we have to keep going. Some of it, we got to break it. You are not, your legacy is not necessarily what you've been given. Your legacy is what God says that you are right now and what you and I get a chance to pass on to our children and their children. The fight is over the legacy. The long-lasting impact. Ask yourself this morning, what are you passing on? What is it about your tone in your life? What is it about where you go? What is it about what you're looking at? What is it about what you're longing for? What is it about you lusting for? What is it about you loving that is leaving a legacy for your son or your daughter or your grandkids? Because today the fight is about the legacy. Yes, you could have a will a legal document that has order, has intentionality, it has efficiency. And in that will, if you have some possessions that you want to leave, you should have a will. 
But I also stop by to tell somebody we ought to have a spiritual will, something about our faith, something that we believe that we are, don't mind telling our family and our grandchildren about, that there's a legacy that you and I have to leave for those who are coming behind us. So legacy. Legacy is not leaving something for people. Legacy is leaving something in people. Because the way that we live our lives, there's something about you and there's something about me that people who are following after us, they want to pattern their lives after a portion of what we do. That the legacy has to do with not only who we are, but what we do. Legacy is Maya Angelou, she says, look, if you're going to live a life of legacy, leave your mark. What mark are you leaving? What is it that after you get enter into a space and a place, what mark have you left? Maya said it like this. People won't really remember what you said. They won't really remember what you did. But they're going to remember how you made them feel. So when people come into your life and when they leave, what legacy are they leaving? What legacy are you leaving? The Bible talks about in Proverbs 6 about an ant and a sluggard. I learned that a sluggard leaves a, a trail, a slime trail, everywhere they go. Slime. You know it's a sluggard that's been there. An ant leaves a scent trail. That everywhere they go, they leave a scent so another ant can know that this is the way to go to find food. What kind of trail are you leaving? Every time you enter in a place and come out of a place, what is it? What mark? What scent? What trail are you living? If you look behind you and everywhere you go, there's a blood trail and people are destroyed and things are falling apart, ask yourself, what is your legacy? But if you're going in a place and you don't mind having a little patience and understanding, and even if you don't get what you want, you know you're helping somebody, and you know that to win is not always to have more that you can win and still have less because you know that when Christ went to Golgotha Hill, he won for everybody. Hallelujah. So my legacy makers, many of you know my story. Come on. My mom, pregnant at 16, sixth grade education, married her and my dad at a really, really young age, and he just hung in there. They just stayed together. They had my oldest brother and my youngest brother. And they just stayed with him. We, we, we grew up together. We struggled together. She couldn't even read the Bible, but I read it to her. And when she cried out on the name of the Lord, the legacy she left in my life because of her faith, are you kidding me? I didn't have a choice but to see God moving in my family. And you've seen him move too. Who is it that, that are legacy makers, people who have poured into you? Because I guarantee you there's somebody right now that's watching you. And how you move and how you say and how you do is making a legacy for them. When I think about Eric Lee, and I'm not going to tell my full testimony, but you know and you've heard it. It is when I was in high school and it's track and field. I said I'm not going to tell the whole thing. And then I saw him at one place and high jump at one university. I transferred to the other one. I walked in. He was my roommate. He was different. God had changed his life. And that was for me. I needed to see that. And in the middle of that dorm room, I said, yes, Lord. And the legacy of my life changed because of Eric Lee. 
How do I know it was a legacy? Because when I gave my life to Christ, I went back to my mama, and she gave her life in the middle of a Burger King. Then I went to my daddy. He gave his life on the side of his deathbed. Then I went to my grandkids, to my, to my, my nephew. So I'm saying, listen, the legacy that you have in you right now, does it stop with you? Who else needs to understand and know about the good news? Because the fight is over the legacy. The fight is over your faith, my faith. Because without faith, how are we going to pour into the family? You can't will something to somebody that you don't have. If you don't own it, you can't will it. Pastor Carlos Taylor, uh, back before I really knew what following Christ was all about, I remember him coming. I was in Columbia, Missouri, knocking on the door. I tried to hide my drink. But they kept coming. So I stopped drinking. And then I watched him. I said, yeah, God, I hear you. I'll preach your word. Then after Carlos Taylor, Pastor Michael Hurst, I come to Des Moines and say, yeah, B, come on, man, we got to get in this word. You got to, here's the tree, here's, you got to put the tree on the branches. You got to work with the word. This is what Dr. Dixon taught him, so he taught it to me. Now I'm trying to teach it to somebody else. The legacy. Simon Estes, if you know Simon Estes, he's not here today, but what a saint. God has really used him to make a difference in this world. Amen. All right, okay, okay, I really do have to go. All I want to say to somebody, if you don't hear anything else, keep fighting. When you wake up in the morning. It's not going to always be the way you want it to be. It's not going to always get the prayer answer that you want. God, but he still got you. Keep fighting. Contend. Strive. Engage. Wrestle with that thing. It's your faith. He's after your faith. If he takes your faith, he takes your family. He takes your faith, he will take your finances. The enemy don't care nothing about us. Contend for your faith. So let's not get tired of doing good, because when the time is right, when in your due season, the harvest is coming, and some of us have experienced it. Some of us right now, I guarantee you, there's been times in your life that you didn't think a change would come, and you hung in there, and now the thing you was dealing with, you don't struggle with it no more, because God showed up and took that taste out of your mouth, took that thing from out of your, your face. Some of the legacies that we have been handed down don't belong to us. God says that's not your legacy. The legacy now that I have for you starts right here, right, right here. Right it's a new day. And God said, look, don't quit and don't give up. He says, look, the enemy, we wrestle not. We don't fight against flesh and blood. It's not your boss. It's not your coworker. It's not the person who's causing you problems. It's not your ex. It's the enemy working in and through those people. So if you're trying to fight the, the person who you're looking at, that's the symptom. We got to go back to the source. The source is that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, against principalities and spiritual wickedness in dark places. That's why we need faith. Because I guarantee you, he's coming. And at some point, as the people of God, we can't be scared. Why? Because Jesus already accomplished everything. He went to the pit. He already took the keys. He already got victory for everybody. 
The devil's defeated and God is exalted. If I say the devil's defeated, you say God is exalted. The devil's defeated? The devil's defeated? So let's fight. Let's fight. Let's stand up. You know, some people, they'll fight at the drop of a hat. And some people, they won't fight for nothing. You can come in and just take everything. And they'll just sit there. Not today. Right here. So look, the enemy, yes. Watch this. Satan asked, he said, he wanted to sift Simon, Simon, he said, Satan desires to sift you like, he wants to divide you. He wants to separate you. He wants to destroy you. Jesus said, but I prayed for you, Simon. He said, now look, you're going to overcome it. But when you do, go strengthen your brother. Go strengthen somebody else. The legacy doesn't stop with you. Go help somebody else. The legacy is about the faith. Okay, let's get there. The fight is on. Fight for your faith. Fight for it. It's when you get shaken and you, you get rocked. It's when the diagnosis comes. It's when she walks out. It's when he says, you know, I'm, I'm leaving. It's when, it's when you, you've been on the right path and then you stumble. Get up. It's a misstep. That's what it is. It's a misstep. You don't have to go all the way back down to the basement. Get back up. And when you do, fight. What makes it hard sometimes to fight is our flesh. Because we, we, we know we keep being drawn to that thing. It's like, God, just take the, the thing out of the... It's going to be there, but it's going to give you the power to overcome it. If you walk by faith and not by sight, the flesh is the flesh. And because the flesh is there, we have some flaws. We, we fall short. We stumble. Yes, we're going to stumble. Get back up. Fight for your faith. It, I'm going to jump. If we don't fight for our faith, we can't will it and pour it into our family. There's a responsibility of legacy that I have to Quentin, Christian, and Ellie and Natasha. So I got to keep fighting the faith. They have to fight too. And in time, God be praised. Ellie, Quentin, and Ellie, Ellie, Quentin, and Christian, they're going to pour the same faith into their children because they saw it modeled. They saw that somebody didn't quit the same way Joyce Brown, my mama, didn't quit. Don't give up on your family. But it starts with your faith. You know what trips us up a lot of times? Finances. Finances. We, don't, we think that we don't have enough, even though we have what we need. We don't have what the other person has, so we are just um, we're frustrated with discontent because why are they getting blessed? When I've been coming to church, I've been asking God, and nothing has changed in my life, so I'm going to blame God. So I'm going to walk away from the faith. Are you kidding me? God says, you have, to, you have to wrestle sometimes for your blessing. Fight for your faith. Now watch. Whew. True godliness. True godliness is when you are taking every little step to find where God is. That you just want to have the heart posture, be in the right place at the right time, of just little growth, just a little saturation of the Holy Spirit, just a little bit, but it's godly. And just a little bit of true godliness with contentment, he says, you're rich. You're rich. 
He says, because you have great wealth, you're walking by faith. You understand that even though you have a little, you are rich. Here's the, here, watch this. The next part of that says, when we were born, nobody brought anything into this world. And when we leave, can't take none of it with you. So if you have enough to eat and some clothes, we're rich. I'm not saying you have to settle because God says that. The, here, watch this. Psalm 22. David was saying, um, my God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? But in Psalm 24, two Psalms later, he says, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. How do you go from being forsaken to being full? It's because of Psalm 23, right in the middle. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I don't need anything if he with me. He'll lead me where I need to go. He'll make me lie down where I need to lie down. That everything I need, he's got it, whether it's death or whether it's hardship, whatever it is, as long as he's with me, I'm not abandoned. I'm full. Contend for the faith. He says to us, people who long to be rich, if that's your heart posture, more and more and more, you have some money, but you want more. He says, they fall into temptation. And the temptation ends up being a trap. And when they're trapped, it says that they're trapped by many foolish, harmful desires that plunge them into ruin and destruction. If you're here this morning and you know God has been good, he's given you gifts, he's blessed you, but you just want more, it's okay. But what God wants more than anything is where is it coming from? It's a heart posture to honor him with it or it's just to have more. God says, I have more. He says, and say, everything that you got, I gave it to you, and I have more. But God's saying, listen, he's saying, don't fall into the trap. The temptation of just more, to have more, just so you can have it, to feel more comfortable. It won't get any easier. Joe, I'm just calling your name. Listen, sometimes we're waiting for life to get easier. It's not going to get easier. We have to manage hard better. Manage the hard stuff better. More money does not equal to less problems. Sometimes a new level, new devil. All right, the fight is on. Quickly, you, some people know this already, but I, in case somebody's missing, the love of money is the root of all kinds, not the money. Money is not the issue, it's the heart. It's the desire, it's the crave for the money to, to have it all. How do I know? I don't know. The, it, I want to get to the, the rich young ruler, rich young fool. In Luke 12, there's a story in Luke 12 that talks like this. It says, when Jesus was teaching, there was a voice from the crowd that said, Teacher! Tell my brother, essentially, tell my brother to divide the, my father's estate. Tell him, give me my portion. Divide it up. Jesus is like, uh, who made me judge? Even though he's the righteous judge. But Jesus said, who made me judge? So then he told the story. There was this rich man, and he was rich. And God be praised, he had favor. So his crops, it was a fine crop season. Plenty, plenty more. He was already rich. The man said, oh, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to tear down these barns. 
and I'm going to tear them down. I'm going to build some bigger barns. And because I'm going to build some bigger barns, I'm going to just store up all my stuff. Jesus said, you fool. Your life is being required of you tonight. So who's going to divide all your stuff? Where are we focusing all of our attention? On a couple, couple things, a couple possessions? God says, you can have everything you need because all you need, God's got it. He said, but first contend for your faith. First seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all you have need, he's going to add. He can do exceedingly abundantly above all that you could even possibly think about. Stand on his word. His word says that he will supply all of my needs according to his riches and his glory. Because sometimes we don't know what we need and we're limiting God. We can't even recognize it when he give it to us. The fight is on. Fight for your faith so you can fight for your family. Fight for your faith so you can fight for your family. Paul said to Timothy, who he was mentoring, he said, I noticed the faith that you have. It was also in your grandmother, Lois. It was also in your mother, Eunice. The same faith that you had, whew, it came from somewhere. The legacy has been passed down. Your faith right now can impact your entire family generation, their kids and their children's kids, if you pour that faith in. Fight for your faith so you can fight for your family. Can somebody say amen? amen. Fan the flames. Fight for your faith so you can fight for your family and your friends. Somebody is watching you right now. Mother is your son. Daddy is your daughter. Friend is your fellow brother. Whatever it is, somebody is right there. Make sure you pour your legacy of faith in them. Make sure they understand. Live it out. As friends, somebody, who are you pouring into? Can we do this today? This is our action. This is our assignment. Here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to find somebody that we can pour into. Somebody that we can have a legacy that is being built. And if you have them, keep going. Fight for your friends. The Bible says give generously. We're almost there. If you got some seeds, some good news, can you share it? Don't be like, I'll give you one. He says, look, take the seed and scatter it all over the place. So let the seed just keep going and let God bring up the increase. Because if you sow sparingly, you're going to reap sparingly. So today, it's not too late. Pastor Mike said it this way. He said, I have good news. He said, the good news is that we have all that we need to fill up every pantry in the city. And that's some good news. We already have all that we need. The only thing is, it's still on the shelves in Hy-Vee and Super Saver, and it's still on the shelf. So we need us to go and redistribute all that is out there because we can. Give generously during this Super Bowl. All right, last one. The fight is on. Paul said, I finished my race. I finished what I started. We just had a capital campaign, and we made a lot of pledges. And a lot of it has come in, but some of it has not. What do I want to say? The legacy of this building, the legacy of your gifts, sometimes we get started, but we don't finish. Keep going. Give generously, but finish what you started. Paul said, I fought the good fight. of. See, I finished my race. So what am I saying? When you fight 
for your faith, you can fight for your family. When you fight for your family, you can fight for your friends. When you fight for your faith, your family, your friends, you fight for your future. And when you fight for your future, the way you do it is that you don't just come and you listen to the word. You don't just be a hearer of the word of God. You hear it and then you apply it and be obedient. It's like the man who heard the word and built his house on the sand. And when the storms come, because they're coming, the house fell down. But the man who heard the word and followed the word and built his house on the rock, even with the winds and the storm, it was able to withstand So I'm saying our future is based upon the rock. Our future is based upon the chief cornerstone. Our future is based upon Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, that we ought to contend and fight for our future. I hope when you leave here today, because it's about time to go, that you're ready to fight. Amen? Amen. Will you join me, stand to your feet, and let's get ready to give God glory. Thanks so much for joining us. To find out more about Hope Elam, follow us on Instagram at hope.elam or visit our website at hope-elam.org.